Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. And two to count. And in he goes. Let's go. All right. Finally, we have the final four. NLCS set Phillies versus the Diamondbacks because of the Phillies win. Yep. That was Brian Anderson on the call. We got to love. You got to love starting your day with those calls, with those clinching calls. Excellent job by Brian Anderson once again. An excellent job by the guy who got that final out. Friend of the program, member of the baseballs and boring family, Matt Strom. Clothing's thing out for the Phillies. Excellent job by him. So. We have the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. We have the Rangers and the Astros. And we have a ton, a ton of stuff coming your way on Baseballs and Boring at BB Isn't Boring. Twitter, Instagram, also fanduel.com slash boring. It's going to get national news. It's going to get national news. The bet that Jonathan Papelbon has put in, and he's only eight wins away now. He put in $10,000 bet. Phillies win it all. That's $150,000. That's what can happen for you. FanDuel.com slash boring. All right, we're going to get to all this. We're going to have Nick Punto to sell on the podcast a little bit later in the day to celebrate things, to break down what's what when it comes to advancing as a member of Philadelphia Phillies. 
And we'll just have a ton of stuff coming your way. And so we just want to celebrate why we take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, everybody, all right? Get ready for the postseason. Let's take a deep breath and just appreciate the great game of baseball. And I'm thinking, how can you appreciate the great game of baseball while just taking that deep breath before you get dive into the Final Four MLB? Well, it's the most entertaining thing that's happened perhaps in all of baseball all year long. And that's the Savannah Bananas. And you might have heard by now, they're going into to six different major league ballparks next season. Major league ballparks, how far they've come. So we want to get to the bottom of this. We want to talk to the Savannah Bananas. We want to hear how far they come. And honestly, when you hear Zach Frangelo, director of entertainment for the bananas you're going to be inspired you're going to say whatever i'm doing i want to do better i want to evolve i want to entertain that's what you get with the savannah bananas think about how they are doing things and where they have landed this is the story behind how the savannah bananas ended up having games in ballparks and all of it falls under the umbrella of baseball not being boring. It's the perfect marriage. It's the perfect time to just take a breath before the playoffs, before the playoffs continue, before we have more podcasts from the Phillies, from the Diamondbacks, from the Rangers, from the Astros, before we have all that. Take a breath and just appreciate the great game of baseball in the form of the Savannah Bananas. Here you go. Here's Zach Frangillo. All right, maybe one of the stars... In this calendar year, if we're, we're doing the, the people of baseball, the top people of baseball for 2023, we're doing it early. We're doing it a couple months early. Zach Frangillo, director of entertainment for the Savannah Bananas is back. Hey, Zach. How are you? How are you today? So happy to be here. Uh, good. And I, that just came to my head. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, I'm like, and, and I'm not even joking. I think that. I know that everyone does it at Christmas, New New Year's, you know, around that time. But it's like, okay, you know, this. <laughs> let's, let's just take stock as we wind down the, ba- the the Major League Baseball season. Let's take stock of what where we've come for this calendar oh year. And how about? I mean, the floor is yours. I mean, where how far, have we, how oh far have we come in this calendar year? So we I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> uh, we talked to so Zach Alex said, director of entertainment yeah. for the Savannah Bananas. If you don't know what the Savannah Bananas now are, you just don't have a soul and you hate baseball. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, I think that we had you on probably like in January ish, and. Um, Again, I mean, like, since that, you know, I know that you had a lot of things planned and you were hopeful you were going to be doing the tour for the first time. Um, you, you were, you know, you were planning big things and lo and behold, big things happened. So as we sit here, Zach, did it, was it bigger and better and more awesome than even you imagined? It was it, it was way more than I had ever imagined and everything I imagined all at the same time. You know, it was one of those things where we we anticipated it being big. We didn't know it was going to get that big. And I didn't think we were going to get the response that we truly got. But it was it was unbelievable. I mean, the, the buy in and the love that we received from coast to coast 
was unfathomable. I mean, the fans came out every city we went and it was, it was always such a treat and a blessing to, to, you know, come to these cities and these states for the first time and just see these lines form, you know, at, you know, before we even get to the ballpark at 9 a.m., there's people that are camping out wanting to get into the game that doesn't start till seven o'clock that night. Uh, it was truly, truly special. And, uh, I couldn't be more proud of our team. You know, that, that starts from the players, the coaches, the front office. Um, but even, you know, all the way down to the interns who are only there for a summer or for, you know, a couple months just to be a part of it. You know, it took every single person in that organization to make it happen. And, uh, proud is an incredible understatement of, of what it actually was. So what was the moment for you? What was the, and there probably was a few of them. Yeah. But, you know, in, in life, we always have these like holy macro moments. I mean, I, I met Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. at the all-star game. That was a holy macro moment for me. Yeah. What was you, what was giving you a holy macro moment for you? Um, I think the common answer will be the induction to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I think that was a pretty big one. Um, that was actually a project that I had been working on since before the season had started. Um, you know, this was a big deal and a, and a big project. Um, you know, getting item, items submitted and donated to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, but the, funny enough, I wasn't even at you know, the entire organization, the entire team went to this, uh, induction ceremony at the, at the Hall of Fame. And I was right down the street while that was going on at Doubleday Field, uh, getting the audio set up. Um, and I think I took a moment while everything was going on, knowing I wasn't over there. And I just kind of sat there in center field at Doubleday Field, um, a, a field where my dad and that side of the family grew up. Like they grew up right next to Doubleday Field. It's a it's a Frangelo thing. All Frangelos have pretty much played at Doubleday Field. Really? Um, which is really unique. You know, not many people can say that, but they grew up in a house that was right up the road uh, from Doubleday Field. Wow. And to, to sit there in center field at about 7 o'clock at night, um, getting audio set up for the newest game, I kind of took a step back and kind of reflected over this entire tour I just sat there and kind of broke down for a second. It was like, we're doing something really, really special. Um, and people believe in this. And that was a big one. I think that one's the most recent, but I mean. I'm going to be honest with you. You're not going to do much better than that. I don't know. I don't don't know what else you're going to say, but you're not going to do much better than that. That's a pretty good one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I think there were definitely a couple where whenever I, stopped and looked around and listened to just the crowd noise around me whenever it, it really caught my attention that was a moment for me because you know you get used to it you get used to hearing crowd and you yeah. get used to hearing the 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 buzz of a crowd but anytime where it truly caught my attention and it was like holy cow there's 15,000 people here that are screaming right now for this uh th- those were the big moments too but those are few and far between what um so you go into the the campaign, the, I mean, it's, I don't know what you call it, season, campaign, yeah. endeavor, sure. adventure, yeah. adventure. I like that. Yeah, uh, that's the, good. I like that. It yeah. Should, yeah. So you go into the adventure and you say, it, it's daunting, obviously, but it's, what was the thing that you say? I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but because this, this is the theme, right? Let's, let's try. Right. Let's do it. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but this try and it seems so extreme. 
and then it works out. Whether it's yeah. something on the field, whether it's something a bigger picture, or whatever it is. Uh, I think it was our um, ability to integrate some of the stadium's technologies into the game a little bit more um, uh, intentionally. I think that's the right word that I'm looking for. Um, you know, I don't have massive experience in working with these big video boards and jumbotrons. You know, uh, when I was in Vegas working with the Vegas Golden Knights, we had a full team for that. When I uh, UNLV hockey, I kind of started to flirt with the idea of it a little bit. But truly starting to utilize the video boards and the light systems is a big one, too. We had a lot of things where um, it became an OTT and over-the-top bucket of what can we do with lights out and, uh, you know, different color lights and strobing lights. And so really starting to dig in deep and, like, what can – what can't major league baseball do? What can't minor league baseball do? <laughs> and how do we integrate it into our show to make it the greatest show? And, uh, that took a lot of practice and intentional, uh, time to focus on. Um, I never really truly think we got to that peak that we can get to, but we're definitely on the way and we're starting to, to make those conversations a little bit more intentional. Um, and so I think those were some of the, the big things that we, um, you know, were a little nervous about getting into it just because it's uncharted territory for us. We've never had that. We don't have a video board in Savannah, Georgia. So uh, just trying to figure out those little ins and outs of the technology side of things. Well, uh, you know, I got news for you. Your canvas is about to get even bigger. And we're going to get to yeah. that. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, but, you know, you're going through tryouts now. And, and, and I would imagine, like, I think, you know, Probably last time we talked, it was you were on the other side of the tryouts. You've probably gotten mm-hmm. some new people in. But as with anything that's growing, you get more attention. You get more people who want to be a part of it. Yeah. What's it been, what's it been like now? Like, is it, first of all, do you have people coming in who are, are recognizable names? Do you have? Uh, yeah, what, I mean, definitely. It, yeah. Like? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there, there's no team in the country that has like a hundred percent of people want to come back and play for you next year. You know, we even see it in free agency of like people don't necessarily want to stay in one spot. They want to test the free agent market. And if they have the ability, they're going to go somewhere else. You know, we had 100% of our guys this year after this wow. say they wanted to come back and that's crazy. And that's awesome. Um, You know, and, and it puts us in a very interesting position of just like, Hey, we kind of have, our choice here, you know, it's these guys, we can build these guys brands. Um, or if there's people, you know, where it's, they didn't maybe buy into the social media side as much, or they didn't buy into the trick plays as much. Maybe it's time for us to search that market and, um, find new people. And so we, all of our tryouts and workouts are invite only. And so I think we had close to a thousand to maybe 2000 people put in, um, videos and applications to come to a tryout. And then we only invited 117 people over, uh, I believe it's four cities. And um, it was very intentional on who we're looking for. You know, we're not necessarily looking for the greatest baseball player of all time. We're not necessarily looking for the person that has 60,000, a million followers on Instagram or TikTok. We're looking for that happy medium, you know, the three buckets where it's, you're looking for, um, you know, the social media, are they good on social media? Are they great baseball players and how are they with fans first mentality? And so as we're looking at that, we're starting to see these different things start to, uh, to grow, which is cool. What, um, so what's that look like? What's the tryout look like? Which is, uh, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you that. 
um, the tryout's really cool. Um, you know, it starts with, uh, it starts with the bananas way. It's just like, we're always playing music. It's always high energy. Um, we'll start it with our head coach, uh, Tyler Gillum, uh, starts by introducing himself, introducing the banana story, because it's really important for these guys to truly understand where the bananas came from. You know, it's not just an overnight success. There, there's a lot that goes into it. It is very, very intentional. Um, and then, um, we talk about, what the recruiting process is like and what the rest of the day is going to look like. And then they go into Hey Baby and Thunderstruck, which is uh, two of our dances that we have. And I don't think there's another tryout in the country that has dancing that it involved in a baseball tryout, but <laughs> they go into that and then they go into the, the skill side of things. And then they start practicing trick plays and trick pitches and um, different strikeout celebrations. And then they get into an actual banana ball scrimmage to end the day to where you'll, uh, you know, you're going to see the three, two, two, where they all dance at the same time. You're going to see, uh, the infielders start to tr- put those trick plays into effect. Hitters, uh, doing unique walk-ups without just kind of on the spot with what they have. Um, and really trying to show themselves having fun and really getting them back to that, you know, that 12 year old in the backyard that's playing, you know, imaginary baseball. You know, that's what we're really looking for. <laughs> um, but then you're also seeing these guys come out with high, high level talent. And so it's been really cool to see these guys that are really good baseball players start to buy into that entertainment as well. Do they, so I would imagine some of them, and maybe this is part of the submitting submission process. Mm -hmm. Some of them said, Hey, you've never seen this. I can do this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole section on it that is like any other special talents we should know. And that's where you'll get like the, I can play on stilts. I'm a rodeo clown, (laughs) you know, those kinds of things. And it's like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> invited. <laughs> well, it's, it's threading the needle. And I think we talked about this a little, a little bit last time. Your background is dance, right? I mean, so, mm-hmm. and so it's threading the needle between the baseball player. And obviously you have a lot of baseball players, a lot of who like are very yeah. good baseball players. And then the people who can move. Um, and I'm going to tell you a quick, quick story that has to do with my only baseball dance story that I know other than Savannah <laughs> Bananas, which is, um, DB Sweeney. Who, you know, the movie Eight Men Out? Mm-hmm. Way back in the day, yeah. So, yeah. they had a, they had a bunch of good baseball players in that movie. John Cusack, DB, uh, played Shoeless Joe. He was a former baseball player. The only player on that 1919 Chicago White Sox team that wasn't a baseball player was the second baseman. And I can't remember his name. He's an actor. He was a dancer. So they, yeah. they said the, DB said that the director, there's only one baseball scene where he has to make a baseball play and that's turning a double play. So they taught it to him when dance steps. So they yeah. do it. Yeah. So it's amazing. I, yeah. So I'm like, this is that like times a million. So I right. love it. Yeah. It's teaching dance to, to baseball steps. You know, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not pot of array. It's you're, you're leading <laughs> off a of first base and then you turn to go to first base and that's the step you're doing. You know, that's, that's, that's the, the opposite way that we're doing over here on this side. <laughs> I tell you what, the, the one, there was so many that jumped out at me, so many moments, so many clips, the backflip and the catch, man. Oh my gosh. Like, so, so I want to actually, like, I, it, it was right in the middle of the season and, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to have talked to the, the gentleman who did that, the player who did that, but still I will talk to you. And so, which yeah. is probably even better because you like probably have the behind the scenes of how yeah. this happened. And when it, when it was pulled off, like you're sitting there like, holy mackerel. We, right. Right. There you go. It so happened I, twice yeah. too, which was yeah. crazy. You know, we had two different guys that were able to pull it off by the end of the season. 
Um, but the first one, DR Meadows, he's our center fielder. Um, he joined us in the CPL. Um, at the end of the 2021 season and then, uh, stayed with us as he graduated that year into that summer series at the end of last year. And, um, DR is kind of one of those people that just will do anything, you know, and, and it sounds weird. Like he, he just is one of those guys that if you ask him to do something, he's like, yeah, sure. And he has like that laid back mentality. Um, and then he had told me like he's working on a flip, a backflip and we went to, uh, 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 gymnastics gym and they kind of gave him some of the more proper technique side of things, which yeah. usually went out the door, but he's like, I think I can catch a ball like this. And then he basically just tried it. It wasn't like something where we were like, Hey, you know, today's the day. He was like, I, I didn't know it was coming. He didn't know it was coming. And the first time he didn't land it specifically kind of landed on his knees. But the fact that he tried it gave him the confidence to do it again. Um, which was really cool. And then Reese Hampton, who's the party animals, uh, center fielder. He's one of the greatest baseball players I've ever seen. You know, if, if by low and away, just of how amazing this guy is, he was a, um, you know, he played for the Gastonia Grizzlies for a while and dominated that league. I believe it's the frontier league of independent baseball. And he's just a very good player and decided to stay with us. And by the end of the year, he was like, I think I can do it. And then I think it was in Syracuse, the, the game before our last game in Cooperstown, he threw the backflip and caught it and landed it. And it's like, these guys are crazy. Like they're just doing backflips and catching balls when most people can't even throw a backflip or even begin to think to do it. Oh, forget about doing it. Don't. Many people can't catch a ball. Like it's correct. It's, yeah, exactly. The, the, the timing is like having attempted to catch baseballs as a baseball player, the timing of it is insane. Like mm-hmm. that, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. The, um, so is there, and I know this is a cliche question, but so I apologize, but was there another yeah. one or a couple, uh, things that you guys were able to pull off on the field that were maybe were, with the evolution, mark the evolution yeah. of, of absolutely you guys were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, when we go back to the inception of this thing, when we went to the One City World Tour back in uh, 2021, there were zero trick plays attempted. Trick play wasn't even in the vocabulary. And then we started to kind of hint at it in 2021 in our seven cities, and we had one trick play, one trick play by Ryan Cox, who he was he was great. Like He did a, a really great job, and he's been with us since that 2021 season, and he co- completed one trick play. This year, we completed 600, and I want to say like 17 or 27. Josh Tlusky, our stats guy, knows the exact number, but I want to say 617 <laughs> I love or the 627. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, if you want a fun conversation about banana ball versus baseball, he's the guy that gets yeah, right. Um But 617 to 627 trick plays. And Ryan Cox alone did 150 of them himself. And to show that growth from zero to one, to over 600 trick plays really shows where we're, where we're growing and how we're able to do this. Um, you know, between the two teams, just the com- total buy-in on these trick plays and the ability to do them on routine ground balls, non-routine ground balls, non-routine pop-ups, pop-ups that are normal, um, catchers catching them barehanded. Like these guys are showing every inch of athleticism on a baseball field. Have you, I know you've had a lot of former major leaguers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to list off. You please tell me so which ones I'm missing. Um, obviously Jake Peavy, Jonathan Papelbon. Um, yep. um, now I'm going to draw a blank on like a million others. So why don't you, just, <laughs> why, why don't you list a like uh, Johnny Damon? Um, yep. 
Uh, oh my god, go ahead. Uh, Josh Reddick was a big one. Josh uh, Reddick. Hunter Pence. Hunter, Hunter Pence. Pence was awesome. That's, that's what I'm Hunter Pence was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Zach Duke was there with us for a little bit. Johnny Damon, you said, uh, Papa Bond, um, PV, Bill Lee, um, Pedroia came out, CC Sabathia came out. They didn't play, but they were, they did the first pitch that counts. So, um, you know, instead of doing a normal first pitch where it's just like, ah, throw it over the plate, maybe it gets there. No, we'll do one that actually like counts towards the game where there's a ball or a strike, which is great for these big leaguers. Um, (laughs) but then obviously playing like, the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association. That was awesome. So you have guys like D. Strange Gordon, who was in the league last year. Yeah. Uh, Nick Swisher was there. He was awesome. Um, George Gutierrez, who played with us. And then, you know, th- there's countless other ones, but those are the ones that are so, uh, off the top of the head. So and this is going to sort of morph into the, the bigger conversation, um, which is the big conversation for the, the coming year. And this, have you had um, players, maybe current players, who were probably contractually unable, unable to play, reach out and say, Hey, can I dabble? Um, I don't think so. I don't think anybody in, in the current rosters, I could be wrong. Uh, I didn't hear about them. Um, I'm sure there's a couple out there that are thinking about it. And you know, it's like, Hey, when I'm done playing, I'm going to give them a call and see if I can come out there. Well, um, but I, yeah. I don't know. College kids too. I mean, college players too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, because this is the type of thing where, you know, you know, these guys, they have a lot of free time and then like, and, and they're, they're inventing stuff in the dorm rooms. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's yeah. great. So, yeah, so any of those college kids that are watching, I mean, they're absolutely trying random stuff like that when they get to the practice next day, as long as their coach isn't too angry at them. So tell me. One of the things we were fascinated with last time too was the, the social media compared to MLB. Yeah. Um, at that time you were TikTok. I think you were your three times the biggest, maybe even mm-hmm. four biggest, uh, major league baseball TikTok account, which was the Yankees. Um, how has that taken off? How has merchandise taken off? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is both things you, you've grown in so many ways this past year. But if, if, if we had to do like, forget about like the, the thing that helped baseball the most prize on the baseball isn't boring end of the mm-hmm. year thing. If we did the what thing took the biggest jump in gear in social media, I would imagine you running away with that too. I, I would, I would hope so. You know, our goal and our goal has always been that we want to uh, get to a billion fans. We want to, you know, touch a billion fans. And that goes into the social media that goes into how many people are playing in front of in front of our games. Um, and so we're always just trying to create these never forget moments for our fans at ball games and, um, our banana ball games and continue to, um, you know, invest in our social media, you know, um, invest our thought, our ideas, our, our time into, our, into our social media. Uh, we, we saw tremendous growth this year in everything and every facet of our organization. Um, you know, it's not just any one department, but it's every single department took a massive increase and just had to, just to, um, fully understand, um, the, the, the size of this thing. You know, we launched our own ticket platform to where it's, um, we don't have fees anymore. You know, we're not, running with Ticketmaster. We're not doing, really? um, I, you know, any I, of those. No, StubHub. We launched our complete own ticket system called iSportsTix. 
And, um, all of it is, you know, that it's that singular price, that $25, $35 ticket, no taxes, no fees, a $35 ticket is a $35 ticket. Um, and there's no other team in the country that's just launching their own ticket platforms, but that's what it means to be fans first. And so it's not only the merchandise, it's not only the, um, you know, the, uh, the social media, it's tickets, it's entertainment, it's, um, you know, just business in general and like where we're going in the future. But those are, and it all gets back to that, you know, some of our core values of always be growing, always be different, uh, growing hungry, different, caring fans first, like that, that mentality gets so deep into the weeds of what this organization truly is that, you know, obviously it's really easy to see the numbers on social media, but it's not necessarily easy to see the numbers on our marketing team or our ticket team, but it's there and that's what pushes. And and it gets into this whole thing we call the flywheel where it, you know, it starts with a live show and that drives videos and that drives uh, social media and that drives traction to our website, which drives tickets, which drives merchandise. And it all just kind of goes in one big circle, which brings us back to the live show. And so everything is working together. So when one cog is working really well and growing, all of them in turn start to grow as well. You got, you get me jacked up, man. You get me excited. Like honestly, <laughs> like it's like, it's, it's such a it, uh, awesome organization in so many ways, but just the motivation to keep going to evolving. Dude, cause he could have easily said, Hey, look at us. We're fun. Let's go. Yeah. Let's roll it out. But uh, just in this conversation, I'm learning a lot more about the evolution of it. And, and part of that evolution obviously is now this integration into MLB in, in the sense of the stadiums. Now I'm going to get yeah. to that in a second, but my, as you're talking, I'm curious about MLB. Obviously they want to tap into this, right? Mm-hmm. They would be stupid not to. Yeah. And. Besides the going to the parks, which again, I keep mm-hmm. saying, we keep teasing. Yeah. Not to say, but besides going to the park, has MLB sat down with you guys and said, okay, you know, is there, you have ideas, we have ideas. Has there been like conversations that maybe you never thought would happen with MLB? Not really, to be honest. Um, you know, we believe the MLB is an awesome ally for us. Um, we don't ever want to be like, it's us versus the MLB. Like, that's just not the case. We don't, we don't, we want to be the best at what we do. Um, and one thing I always say to like a traditional baseball fan who isn't, I would, we like to say they eat a naysayer or banana ball of like, you know, this is real baseball, uh, all this kind of that <laughs> stuff. It's like, I get it. I get it. It's fine. If you don't like us, you don't like us. That It's not going to hurt my feelings, but we want to be the best at banana ball and growing banana ball and growing the Savannah bananas, growing the party animals and growing our brand. That's what's more important. Um, and so it's never going to be a conversation of like banana ball is better than baseball and baseball is better than banana. Ball. Like that's, it's just, they can coexist. They can, they can run parallel. Um, but really we haven't had too many conversations, at least that I'm aware of with the MLB. Um, mm-hmm. that could be definitely more of a marketing conversation because I'm sure that we, we definitely have contacts at MLB. Um, you know, especially from their social side. Um, we did, um, a video with them last year where it was the MLB, uh, play it loud where they were doing mic'd up, um, mm-hmm. you know, series with different players and they came down to Savannah and mic'd up Kyle Weeks and Dan Oberst. And that played through the postseason all last year, which was crazy. Cause like, I'd get a random video from someone at a 
Phillies uh, playoff game last year, and there's Kyle and uh, Dan talking to me on this uh, in the dugout, and it's mic'd up, and you know, it was it was cool to see. So we definitely have those contacts, but um, you know, when it comes down to like the nitty gritty of it, I don't think so. I think it's more on we're just trying to focus on ourselves. Well, I, I think the best we can be. Why there's nothing formal? Like I still think that you know we've talked a lot about this in baseball because. This is part of sort of you know, our mission and our credo too, which is, hey, listen, everyone let their guard down a little bit and it's okay. It's okay. It comes yep. in a lot of different forms. And, and I think baseball is doing the major league baseball is doing that. So the parks, um, the major league baseball parks. Yeah. I will, I will absolutely blow it. Tell me the, the list of parks that you major league, major league baseball ballparks yep. that you guys yep. are going to be at next year. What, what's the list? So we have Houston, Minute Maid Park in Houston. Yeah. I got to make sure I get this right, too. I'm going to try my best. Uh, Fenway Park, which that one's obviously a, a big yeah. one close to home. My, but which, uh, by the way, by the way, can I stop you? Yeah, please. My wife, like, immediately, like, she's scroll immediately. Like, she, <laughs> she can get tickets, like, anything, any red size, get, yeah. any, immediately, like, like, yelled out, like, saw that, and that was announced. <laughs> We, I like, like, we gotta go. We gotta yep. go. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. So uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like saying, like, that's oh, yeah. the type of thing that hits, right? Yep. So yep. go ahead. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Philly, which that atmosphere is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Washington and Miami. I believe okay. those are the six this year. All um, right. And then uh, Miami is followed up with um, a cruise. So we're doing a oh, really? banana land at sea. Yeah, banana land at sea where it's uh, it's uh, the most immersive uh, you can get with our team. You know, both teams will be on board. All of our staff will be on board. We're going to have shows and uh, we're going to go to the Bahamas and do a whole bunch of stuff there. And uh, really, really excited. There's no real, the, the, the game that you get is the game that's in Miami. So if you, you buy a cruise ticket, you're a part of the Miami game. So you get to go to the game in Miami, have an off day, and then you get on a boat with all of us. I mean, that's a win, 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 win for everybody. Including yeah. It's gonna be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be a crazy week for me, but I'm excited. That, that's awesome. So how does, obviously you want to evolve into something like this, mm-hmm. but how hard was that? Like how difficult, it, it seems like a no brainer, you know, I think. Yeah. And it, so how, how difficult was that and how did it come about? The, so the MLB parks obviously has been a dream of Jesse's since, you know, 2018, 2017. I, I'm not 100% sure when he wrote that down for the first time, but I want to say it was 2018, um, to sell out Fenway Park. And, um, obviously our biggest goal is to, uh, you know, play in front of as many fans as possible. And one thing we learned about this tour where we play, you know, 87 games is that that is a whole long season. You know, 162 games is a lot, but doing 87, if you think about it, when you, when you break down that 162, it's only what 81, 82 that are actual home games for your organization. And that doesn't include travel. That doesn't include being away from your house unless you're an actual player or you're on the, the front office that does travel, you know, but it's not putting on a home game every time. Every single one of those games of those 87 was a home game. Mm. And we loaded in merchandise. We loaded in entertainment. We loaded in every single piece. We're staying in hotels. We're eating out. You know, it's a very strenuous schedule. And, and it's, it, it is, it is, it was a strenuous task. Um, and now what these MLB stadiums allow us to do is to play in front of more people 
And I don't want to say it's going to be less work because that's just not the case. But we do have, you know, you get one game here where you get to impact 35,000 plus fans because I think the smallest one is Fenway where it's like 32 or 35,000 people all the way up to 50 or 60,000 for one game. And we really, truly get to bring this experience to as many people as possible. Um, you know, I know the business side is super, you know, there's ins and outs of the business side. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm thankful for our team president, Jared Orton and Jesse Cole and, uh, Patrick Bridey, who, you know, really, really work hard to make these deals happen, um, with these MLB parks. But, um, you know, these guys are taking, these MLB stadiums are taking a chance on us. And that's, that means a lot to us. You know, we want eventually to play in front of every single, uh, you know, all MLB stadiums, but we have to start with one. And the fact that we're starting with, uh, with six is going to, is, is pretty special. And we're, we're very thankful for that. Well, listen, listen, I, I can only speak like for the excitement in the area where I live at Fenway. You know, I, I think you're going to sell it out. Um, and, and I think it's going to be awesome. And I have a suggestion. This is like, okay. This, this is like me going to Starbucks and someone saying, <laughs> you know what the Red Sox going to do? Are they going to trade for us? Other? Yeah, yeah. So at Fenway, there's a, there's a random ladder on the left field wall. There's, yep. it serves no purpose. Isn't it like you hit it? It's a triple or something like that. No. No, no, uh, no, that's okay. a wiffle ball. That's a wiffle ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but maybe now it's not that messy. There you go. But it's, go. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was used when they didn't have the, the seats up there. Yep. So they just had the netting. So they had to go collect the baseball. So they had another ladder that hooked onto it to, to climb yep. up. They left the ladder there on the wall. So there's no purpose for it to be there. So that you have to do something with like, Gotta have, use it. Have Gotta your left fielder like play on the ladder. Now, <laughs> please have like a mattress under him or something. That's the case. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that'll be awesome. But it's just so. I mean, this is like I told you. Like you have the, a much bigger blank canvas now. For yeah. you, this is going to be. I mean, it's daunting, but at the same time, exciting. I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's new. It's something like it is like you said, a blank canvas. You know, how are we going to translate this show to? all of these people and really um, bring the show, you know, what is, how do we take a show that's for 4,000 people at Grayson stadium and now give it to someone for, you know, 60,000 in Miami, you know, that's, that's super, <laughs> it's, it's a awesome. fun, fun, exciting task, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it is daunting. Cause you know, that person that's sitting all the way up in that, that uh, the nosebleed seat deserves the same exact show that the person that's sitting right behind home plate gets. And that's, uh, that's an exciting task for me for sure. All right. Well, you, you're very generous with your time. I know this is a very busy time. You're probably exhausted. <laughs> and, uh, so I really appreciate it, Zach. I really appreciate all that you do. And, and if there's anything from our end we can help with, um, we just appreciate you guys so much. So thanks again. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.